You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome Draft Knicks and welcome hockey fans, Penguin fans. It's been a little rough early going here in the early going for the Pittsburgh Penguins. My name is JT. We got Joe 412 and we got Emmett Mann, two of our uh, hockey guys that love the Penguins, talk Penguins. And it's been rough, guys. Uh, two and four start. Um, and la- we're in last place. I know it's early. We're in last place right now. But does it get better? Will it get better? Um Joe, what do you think? I mean, is this team built to, to get better, or are they? Is it just the way it's going to be the rest of the year? Oh, I think they're going to get better. Uh, you know, part of it is, um, let's face it. I mean, half the team is new; they've never played with one another before, and, and I think that's part of the of the issue that they have. Secondly, the teams that could be below them or could be competitive with them. Uh, are playing out of their minds right now. And so when you look at this, the Penguins are not competing for the first spot in the playoffs. They're competing for seven, eight spot. So you've got to beat some of those teams that are in front of them. And right now there are 10 teams in front of them, uh, you know, doing what they're doing. So, they're, you know, but it's still too early. I mean, we had a, a guest on a few days ago, Dr. Steve Mancini from RMU. He's a hockey guy, you know, really knowledgeable, knows what he's talking about. And, you know, I think the consensus was it might not even be a 10 game look back. It might be a 20 game look back uh, and see where they are. But the, the team is better than they're playing. I think there's, there's got to be a level of consistency that comes with familiarity that isn't there just yet. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, they haven't had the easiest of schedules either. Uh, and the one game that they really dominated was the one against the Caps. And frankly, that might be the uh, the only team on the calendar they've played so far that is slower than they are. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, everybody else seems pretty damn quick. Uh, you know, so I, I think that they've got to they got to pick up their pace. They got to find some level of consistency. They got to find how they play with one another. And I think the veteran presence on the team uh, will will eventually settle things down, and, and they'll play better down uh, down the stretch. Emmett, Joe made a couple a couple of really good points there, um, and that was one of the things I was going to ask is if it will get better, but can this team skate any, can they skate fast? I mean, can we play faster than what we're playing on? I know we have a, we have a lot of veterans. Um, we're not going to be one of the faster teams in, in hockey. How do you think it gets better, Emmett? I, well, I think the salient point that Joe brought about is that, <laughs> pardon me, you are basically grafting 50% of this roster onto uh, last year's roster. It will take time to gel. Um, but in terms of they're not just overnight going to become faster uh, and, unless there, there are some people down in Wilkes-Barre that, uh, that they can bring in, and I'm not sure they, they do have those down there. The experience will help. The schedule will help. You, you can't make the puffs in October, but you sure as heck can miss them. Uh, but yes, they're in last place, but they, and yes, the important number is seven, eight, it's not one, two, three, and they are only three points behind. If, if you really, uh, are, are, uh, need a reason to, to, to cling to optimism at this point, but, uh, uh, it, it's just going to have to be reps. It's just going to have to be playing smarter. It's just going to have to be playing a full 60 minutes. Uh, that, that's going to determine whether or not they uh, they become a playoff team. Joe, on that on that respect, what in your mind, what just ain't working right now? Is it is it just uh, like you said? Is it just the cohesion ain't there, or is it uh, a lack of um, a lack of scoring, or what, what's not working right now in, in their lineup? That's 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 driving this two and four start. Well, I, I think there's plenty, right? So we we let's start with the obvious. The obvious is, is is the head coach's preferred system of play is one that's designed for a younger, faster team. And he continues to play in the same system and hasn't adjusted to the players that he has. And that's always a recipe for disaster. It's just not working. And I love Mike Sullivan. I think he's one of the best, maybe the top three, if not one of the, the best coaches in the league. Um, it's just, he's he's playing a system that, fit this team back in 2018 doesn't fit it right now. Uh, and, and I think that's an issue. The second thing is you take a look at the power play. I mean, they brought in a guy like Carlson to create, to change it, to quarterback it. And they're pl- it's the same thing every night over and over and over again. The only thing they did was they took out Latang and put Carlson on the ice, but it's the same passing it down the boards, same quarterbacking of plays. There's no creativity. They, they're not allowing him to do the things he do. And I would challenge you to watch Edmonton, you know, go ahead and watch and see where Connor McDavid is on every one of their power plays. He's in a different spot, right? The guy moves around. They 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 do so well in the power play because they they trick teams. Teams know where where Sidney Crosby is going to be. They know where Evgeny Malkin is going to be. They know the plays that the, that the Penguins have, and the advantage that Sullivan perceives is there is we've got talent that can tickle the twine and and, and you know light the lamp, right? That's what they. They've got it in a five-on-four situation, and in some cases a five-on-three. They should be able to do that. But again, let the guy, you brought him in here to do it. Let him create, and I think you'll have a uh, you know a way to 
to improve your power play. The other side of it is too, is the bottom six lines just have to be better. You know, like I honestly don't know what Jeff Carter's doing on this team. I know he's eating up $3 million a year in cap space. It's time to retire, Jeff. You're hurting the team. And, you know, in all honesty, I, I, you know, the guys that they've brought in haven't played the way that they need to play. And again, that might be cohesion. That might be a little consistency that comes with time. And as they get better, many of these guys are veteran players. They're going to figure it out. But if you're asking me what's not working, it's playing a system with players that aren't designed for it anymore. And it's not giving your power play specialist the chance to create. I agree with a lot of what you said. If you're not Alexander Ovechkin, that you could stay in one spot on a power play and shoot from the same spot and score, uh, the Penguins got to move. And you're right. You you can almost close your eyes and envision the power play and who's who's where on the ice. Um, Emmett, he hit on a really good point, and it was one of my questions later on, but Sullivan is a great coach, but do you think with an older squad that this team could ever – mesh into what he needs them to do or do you think they're going to have to find a different way to play the game has has system worked the last couple of years uh and i i think that's uh it's proving as as joe said it's not 2018 uh and barring a massive influx of players which is an inability because uh, they are literally flipping guys from Wilkesbury uh, in the main roster every day to stay cap compliant. Um, you know, to, to, to quote Coach Norman Dale or paraphrase, my team's on the ice. Um, I, I, I'm not terribly optimistic that you're going to see any huge shift. Familiarity will help a little bit, um, but uh, uh, – It's going to be a season-long frustration going on. It's going to be like the last couple of years. They'll go on a 15-game tear where they're, you know, 13-0-2. And and then they'll go on a 15-game tear where they're 2-0-13. And and, uh, it's just, I think it's foolhardy to try and ask players that that are so veteran to change what they've been doing since they were five years old. And, and Emmett, um, stick with you on this one. Um, we talked about the offensive lot a lot tonight. Um, the goalies, how do how do you rate the goal uh, Jari and uh, Nadalkovic so far? How they played? How do you how do you think they've done? I know Nadalkovic could be at. Uh, they're saying could be long term. That's from little thing, little uh, things I've read on it. Um, is it the is it the defense or the goalies that's causing all these uh but I, I I would say more more often than not uh it, it's the defense uh one knew that you know Tanya Carlson on the on the the roster uh was going to be at, lead for some exaki uh because they are great offensive players but they're not uh, so great defensively, especially at this point in their career. Uh, there have been goals where the goal has been left to hang out to dry. Uh, I mean, Jari's numbers on the whole are not bad. I mean, the save percentage is below 90. You never want to see that. But, you know, he's a 242, I believe, goals against. 
uh, coming into tonight. And yeah, Najelkovic is going to be on the show aisle and Helberg, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that's going to be a stopgap as Jari will get most of, uh, of the time between the pipes. But uh, you're looking at the rotation of the bottom three defensive pairings every night. It seems like it's a different set. That tells you what the, uh, what the coaching staff believes the problem is. Joe, touch on that. Uh, we, we know about Latang and, and Carlson or defense. We knew that going into the season that was going to be uh, an issue, especially Carlson. I mean, Carlson's – we talked about his – he's been minus for his career. He's, he's, a, he's a high minus guy. Um, do you think – we have a ton of two-on-ones, two on, three-on-ones, and, and Jari has been doing pretty well. What do you think the Penguins could do to – what do you do to stop that? I mean, how do you, you know, we've, we, we played a really good period last game against um, Dallas and it just seemed like we, 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 we lost our legs. We lost our, our defense was, we're going to have a lot of two on ones, three on twos. What do you do as a, uh, as a team to stop that or try to try to put a uh, stop to it? You're muted. You're muted, Joe. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry about that. I said you could change up the offensive regime. Uh, and the way you do that is you can play a 1-3-1. One, one. You can play a lock of some kind. Uh, there are a variety of ways to stop people in the neutral zone uh, before they get to your defensive zone. And the Penguins, even though that might be unsavory to uh, leadership and ownership and coaching staff, it might be what they need to do to survive. Right, because let's face it: if the Delkovic is out long term, and it looks like he is, uh, that's pretty bad for them. I mean, Jari has proven that he can't stay healthy, and if you're playing him every night with Helberg backing up, without making a move, um, and I'm not sure how they could make a move for you know someone to come in to do that. Um, that's Kyle Dubas to figure that out. Uh, if they decide to go and, and do that, the way you do it is you, you slow people up in the neutral zone. You know, you win in the same way that other teams have won by playing solid defense and rolling, you know, four lines and doing basically what the Knights did last year. And if you want to rewind the clock to the 90s, what the Devils did for a while. Now, I do realize that you can't do some of the dumps and there are restrictions on how the goaltenders can move the puck. And there's plenty more, you know, penalties called than there once was. But you could play that a clean system. And that's one way they can address it. The other way is guys like Graves and P.O. Joseph and Marcus Pedersen have just got to figure out how to play with some of these guys. I mean, they didn't trade for Eric Carlson to play defense. They traded for Eric Carlson to get a hundred points, right? So there's, they're not going to ask him to change his game. And Emmett made a very brilliant point earlier by saying these guys are so veteran, they're not going to change their stripes. They are who they are. And so if you've got basically two Eric Carlson's or two Chris Letang's, you know, on the ice, it's going to have to be made up with better defensive play. And, they don't have better defensive play. They've got who they've got. Graves, I think, could stick with it. You know, Pedersen has, has been serviceable. P.O. Joseph's got to show that he can play, you know, at the league at a consistent level and, you know, and on a rolling third-line pairing. So, like, you know, I think it's a matter of them just getting better at what they're doing, figuring out how they play with one another. And, again, these these pairings didn't exist last year, right? They, they didn't. Of course, Pedersen and – Latang played together, you know, for some points, but everybody else is new again, and we're game six. So there's, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. You know, these guys are professionals; they'll figure it out. Uh, but you ask for a way that they can do it, and 
I'm hoping I gave you a few there. Joe, Joe, sticking with you right now, what I know it's six games and six games is such a small, small amount of games. I mean, it's and, and like like Emmett said, you, you can't make the playoffs in six games, but you can look back at these games and you can miss the playoffs by one point like it just happened to us last year. So these games do mean something in October. But what do you, what are you happy with? I mean, in the six games, what has made you smile? Like, is there a player that's come on and you're like, you know, hey, this guy, this guy's a little bit better than I thought he was. I mean, what, what, what have you been happy with in the six games? Well, so far, I, I think it was you, JT, earlier that talked about Jari. He's played okay. You know, he's played where they need him to play. Um, could he play better? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, I think that has, you know, the investment they made in him in this short span in a very myopic window looks like something that, all right, maybe they made the right choice there. They didn't go out and trade, to, you know, to, to bring in a Hellebuck or a Gibson or something like that. They didn't open the book up for anybody uh, that was there uh, in free agency. And, you know, bringing him back, if he stays healthy, might have been the best thing that they could have done on the chessboard. So, I think I'm happy with that. I'm also happy with the way the stars are playing for the most part. You know, Crosby's playing well. Malkin's playing well. You know, can we and should we be expecting more from Carlson and Latang? Yes and yes. I don't know where Rackle's been. Yeah, I mean, where where is Raquel? I, I, you know, he's like on the side of a milk carton uh, right now. We need to get a little bit more from him. But, you know, ultimately, I think what I was most happy about was the fact that Gensel didn't miss much time, right? He missed some of the preseason and, you know, that, you know, he's, uh, able to step back in. And so, you know, those are the things I'm happy about. I know it's not a long laundry list, but it's a good enough list for six games. I agree with what you said. And I'll even add like Raleigh Smith, he scored two tonight and he has, he, he scored early in the year. He's, he's, he's been scoring goals consistently. And I also give Brian Russ, Russ is a guy we always talked about early in the year, scoring some more goals. Emmett, what do you add to that as well? Is there any players or, or, you're you could be our negative guy sometimes. So what what's your negative? What what is really bothering you about this team? We sort of talked about the the skating and that. So what do you like and what do you dislike about this team right now? Sometimes I'm negative all the times. That's my stock and trade. I get paid by the negative comment. Uh, this is, it's what I do. People don't come to me for sunshine and you learn. Not my game. The obvious and the one that's the least surprising is the bottom six. Uh, and it's just that, that was the one major strike I had against Dubas in the offseason is that, yeah, these are experienced players. Yes, they've, they've had some success. But these guys, to, to steal a lane from, from Mike Lang, these guys on the bottom bottom six haven't scored since the eighth grade picnic. Uh, and, and that's just not going to change. And unfortunately, you know, there, there's very little they can do uh, because they are so up against the cap. Yeah, we'd all love to see Jeff Carter up there, but he's got a no movement clause. So, uh, you know, he's stuck on the roster and he's, that, that tab is sitting there. Um, the other disappointment, this one, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to bring this up because this is a player out Always is very high on, uh, and that's Sarah Olivier Joseph. Uh, he was a star in the making, and he spent the year, his first year at Wilkesbury, and he made a lot of players just ridiculous. Uh, the way 
way he was I think we lost Emmett there. Yeah, I think Emmett, I think Emmett froze. I mean, I think you froze. Um, I, he's making. He was saying some of POJ. Um, he's one of them bottom. The bottom uh, rotate. He's one of them bottom uh, pairing defensemen. He's we're talking about. They they're not playing the same defenseman all the time with like Ruedel and and they're moving him and not. What do you, what do you think about that, Joe? You you disappointed in POJ's play as well? Well, I mean, as much as you can be disappointed in a third pairing, five, six defensemen, right? I mean, their expectations is to get 10 minutes a night. He's going to do a lot of special teams play on, on penalty kills. I agree with you in the sense, and I, I agree with Emmett in the sense, is he, he was part of that cornerstone, the cornerstone of the trade for, you know, Kessel. Now, I realized that, that they were trying to move Kessel along, and Arizona was a place that they could they could move him to, and so there wasn't a lot back. But I think expectations were at this point in his career, he would be a, a mainstay here at at least a 3-4. And, you know, with the likes of Carlson and Latang, he was not going to be a 3-4, but he should be playing better at 5-6. And so, yeah, disappointed, sure. You know, it's hard to be mad at somebody that's, you know, your 5-6 defenseman, though. It's like, you, you, could he be playing better? Absolutely. I, I think that... If you want to point fingers, it starts with Jeff Carter. It starts with that bottom six and their lack of scoring, maybe until tonight. Um, it's with Robert Rackle and, and his disappearing act. Like, people that they depend on, you know, and what Dubas went out to build. And, again, I think that some of that will take care of itself in time as they get used to playing with one another. And, you know, the schedule evens out a bit for them. You're on mute, dude. To get back to your um, to get back to your point earlier about Sullivan, and you mentioned that they're doing the trap and and stuff like that. Do you think you think um that that Sullivan can still be here and they can they can take this team to the next level with what they have right now and in, in there? Do you think do you think they still need some other some other type of bodies in here that, that do you know what I mean? Like, do we have enough youth and speed to to make this work? Uh, it's like we said in the preseason, I mean, they have enough talent on the team to make the playoffs. Um, I think that, you know, Sullivan is a good enough coach, it, but we all seen the stubborn side of coaches too, where they believe in a system or they believe in something they want to do, or they hang around a guy far too long. And we've seen that we could talk about, you know, our, many of our coaches here in Pittsburgh and, and how they do that, whether it's with the Pitt Panthers, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or with the, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. And so, you know, Sullivan, it took him a while to figure out that Murray wasn't a good goaltender, right. Cause he believed in the guy and had won with him. And, you know, I think he wants to give his players the benefit of the doubt and that's human element of the game, right. You're, these are people you won with. So you want to go out winning with them. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a, there may be a need to change the system to benefit to where the players are now. And if you look back not that long ago, when the Penguins dynasty in that, you know, that cup run that they had had started, we were looking at a team in the Detroit Red Wings that had to reinvent themselves too. They weren't the same team they were at the beginning and they were able to resurge, be competitive and, you know, play the Penguins in back-to-back cups with a much aged team with the Pavel Datsuks and the, 
Johan Hedbergs and the Nicholas Lidstrom's. These guys were well into their 30s, and they made it work because they changed the way they played. And these guys were able to do that. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, now all of a sudden Eric Carlson is going to be playing perfect defense, but there's got to be a, a way that they change it and, and make it work. And that's what the challenge is for Sullivan. As a coach, you got to get the most out of your players. And it isn't this system that they're running right now, even though he wants to run it. And so I think that the answer is yes, Mike's a great coach. He should be this, this team's coach. I just would implore him to look at different solutions to get what he wants out of it and realize that the system he has is for guys that were playing in 17, 18 that just aren't here right now. Emmett, what do you, you want to finish up your, your thoughts on POJ? You were talking, that was your last negative thought I thought was about um, the POJ. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm disappointed that, uh, that, that it looked like uh, Rutherford had had a steal and, and gotten himself a, a potential top four two-way uh, defenseman and for whatever reason I don't know if it's the new partners I don't know it's uh, uh, it's just he's plateaued and he needs to work through it but uh, you know it's certainly not the system because it's the same system uh, I, I just I'm, I'm baffled that uh, that he has been uh, scratched for a couple of games here now Um you know, Shays Chase played well in, in his stead. Um, but you know, if 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 Chad Ruedel is getting regular shifts and POJ is sampling the popcorn in the press box, that's a problem. To finish up um the podcast tonight, guys, what is one thing, uh, Emmett, we'll start with you. What is one thing I don't know if you've been watching other games or following other teams, what is what has stuck out with you early on in the NHL season so far, whether it be Penguins or just a different team? What what player or teams have um, struck a chord with you early on in the season? Who had the Detroit Red Wings in second place in the Atlantic uh, at this point in the season? I thought they were headed for another lottery pick. Joe, do you have a player or a team that you – you might have uh, spotted early on. You're like, wow. I mean, that team, maybe you, you watched a part of the game and saw a team that was real fast or just didn't know they were that talented. Is there a team that stands out to you like that right now? Uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, they haven't missed a beat, right? You know, they're they're right where they left off last year. Uh, even with some of that veteran leadership gone away, um, they proved that they're still cream of the crop and one of the teams to beat in, in the uh, in the East. I like it, guys. And hopefully you guys are, are right on the Penguins. And they're looking good so far tonight, up 2 nothing against a, a really good uh, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche team. So hopefully the Penguins will uh, – and, and I know they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna write their sale. They're going to – you know, they're going to be, like you said before, they're going to uh, – fight for the seventh, eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. They're not going to fight for the one or two, but I don't think anybody expected that. But, guys, thank you so much for the uh, time. Um, once again, check us out at www.draft412.com for all four sports. Uh, we'll be starting – we have a couple hockey profiles out there now, and as the season goes on, we'll add to the hockey profile. So, uh, Joe412, thank you. Emmett, thank you so much for your time. And, guys, we're off the clock. Thank you. Right. Thank I'll you. See you, gents.